Welcome to today's Hearthstone. Let's talk Pella. I'm Andrew Steiner. State Representative Barb Kniff McCullough joins us on today's program for part one of a two-part conversation. As we update the Iowa legislative session and so much going on, especially as we approach essentially the first major deadline of the session, and that is now coming on the first funnel is what it's called. Many bills need to pass that in order to be considered at least standalone for the rest of the session. A lot of those ideas may be able to be brought back, but obviously uh, a way for lawmakers to kind of hone in and focus on what's happening at the session. Barb, this is your first funnel. Uh, first of all, let our listeners know a little bit of your perspective going through that process and in some of your committees and subcommittees, what were some of the key bills that, that moved on? Hi, Andrew. Thank you for taking uh, the time to let me speak against what happened here this past week in funnel week and what's happened over the last few weeks uh, in this new position. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be up there to serve but wow, there's a lot that goes on up there um, day in and day out. So we touched on just a variety of different things, anywhere from uh, the teacher empowerment to um, helping with small businesses, passing on some items. And now, of course, the next piece will be the Ways and Means Committee, where all of the monies need to go to a lot of this stuff that people are that we pass through and then seeing if what can be funded, how much that funding is going to be for all of that too. So we haven't, haven't really touched on that just quite yet, but that'll, that'll be the next piece of all of this, Andrew. So um, yeah, there was a bunch of things that went through for us on health and human services with the passing of uh, roughly about 28 bills in there. Anyway, medical malpractice, mental health, non-compete, um, rural Emergency Hospital, which was a Senate File 75, which was really a great thing, establishing licensures for rural emergency hospitals. Some of these areas out in the rural, we need to make sure that those hospitals stay out there in the rural for some of those people. So um, that's much, much needed. So there's grant programs. There's just, there's so much that we could talk on here, Andrew. So so let's go ahead and focus in on a bill that's uh, fairly sweeping and one that deals with commerce. And I know it was kind of the, the headline piece in your uh, most recent newsletter, and that is dealing with uh, expanding the ability for younger individuals, in, in particular uh, those under the age of 18, to, to work in certain jobs, House Study Bill 134. Uh, and again, there's been obviously a lot of discussion and certainly a lot of debate about expanding some of these laws, uh, knowing that obviously those under the age of 18 have certain restrictions currently in place for what, where and when they can work. Let our listeners know about some of the key changes of this bill and maybe address some of the criticisms, certainly, uh, mainly as it relates to the safety for these younger individuals. Thank you, Andrew. Yes, Commerce did. There was much discussion on this here in our um, subcommittees, and it's basically allowing the youth under 18 years of age going back to even like the 15-year-olds um, where they're allowed now to work in the kitchens and some of these restaurants that could be before so around some of the uh, chemicals, you know, that come within working in a kitchen in a, in a restaurant. Longer hours, like in the summertime, um, adding a couple hours onto the evening up to 11 o'clock at night. Um, having work school permits to be able to drive to like Smoky Road to work or a um, 
whatever it might be, one of the clothing stores in a, in a small town if, you know, for, for hours and so forth too, or a restaurant, George's, whatever that looks like. I'm just picking on Pella, for instance. Um, and there isn't enough workers out there. And right now, some of these kids that want to work would like a couple more hours um, and work experience in some of these places. It'll be good for those individuals, especially if they're trying to fit in their sports and everything else along with what they're doing, having those work hours longer um, and like working in one instance was um, with balers. They can't actually work on the machines and actually bailing items, whatever it might be, cardboard or whatever it is, but they can take the piles that have been bailed up and put them on pallets now. So they're at least available. That was one for instance on that. So, um, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of pushback in, in some of this area, but I think that the parents hopefully will know where their children are working, what they're up to, and then they can make the overall decisions to say, no, I don't like the fact that now you're able to do this or whatever that looks like, whatever that might be, and um, say, no, you're not going to be working there. You can work over here instead. So there's pros and cons to everything, Andrew, but I think in the long run, I think that this is going to be of help to all the small businesses that are out there allowing individuals to have young adults um, be able to work a couple more hours during the course of a week and also do a couple more things. So, Well, and I just want to have a follow-up on that. We kind of talked, and you alluded to it at the end, about uh, the pushback. Obviously, safety, I'm sure, is a concern. Um, obviously, one of the, the provisions is allowing a minor to drive between 5 a.m. and 10 p.m., which isn't always light. Uh, and there's a few where 16 and 17-year-olds can potentially serve alcohol with parental permission, of course, is written in the bill. Uh, what changes have been made or, or what still could be made, knowing that those are probably concerns uh, for at least a lot of the opponents of the bill? Yes, thank you. Um, as far as the age for driving and so forth, and in those hours of the evening, a lot of the kids already drive home from uh, school after a band concert or whatever it might be at at those hours too, going back to their own homes. Um, so I don't know if that's really a contender anywhere along the line for, for an issue. Um, and that was brought up about kids in a restaurant setting. If there is an open beer that they can take that beer to the table um, for the bartender, you know, they're not the bartender or whatever, but they are allowed to take that beer to the table and set it down and that they can also check that person out. If it says beer on their tab, when they get ready to check out, they're allowed to check that person out now. Um, for some of those things were not allowed in the past, but if a parent doesn't like the fact that they are out there doing that, I would say, do not have your child work at that establishment or lay some ground rules down and say, nope, I don't believe that that's a good thing. Hear more from Representative Barb Kniff-McCullough on Tuesdays. Let's talk Pella.
If you missed any of our Let's Talk programs, you can find them online daily at KNIAKBurlesque.com under podcasts. And subscribe through Google, Apple, or Spotify to never miss an episode. That concludes today's Hearthstone Let's Talk Pella. Hearthstone, a ministry of Wesley Life, supporting the health, independence, and well-being of older adults in Pella.